0: Our first reading is from Genesis chapter 17, verses 1 to 8 and 15 to 22. When Abram was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to Abram and said to him, I am God Almighty, walk before me and be blameless, and I will make my covenant between me and you, and will make you exceedingly numerous. Then Abram fell on his face, and God said to him, As for me, this is my covenant with you. You shall be the ancestor of a multitude of nations. No longer shall your name be Abram, but your name shall be Abraham. For I have made you the ancestor of a multitude of nations. I will make you exceedingly fruitful, and I will make nations of you, And kings shall come from you. I will establish my covenant between me and you and your offspring after you throughout their generations, for an everlasting covenant to be God to you and to your offspring after you. And I will give to you and to your offspring after you the land where you are now an alien, all the land of Canaan, for a perpetual holding and I will be their God. God said to Abraham, As for Sarai, your wife, you shall not call her Sarai, but Sarah shall be her name. I will bless her, and moreover I will give you a son by her. I will bless her, and she shall give rise to nations. Kings of peoples shall come from her. Then Abraham fell on his face and laughed, and said to himself, Can a child be born to a man who is a hundred years old? Can Sarah, who is ninety years old, bear a child? And Abraham said to God, Oh, that Ishmael might live in your sight. God said, No, but your wife Sarah shall bear you a son, and you shall name him Isaac. I will establish my covenant with him as an everlasting covenant for his offspring after him. As for Ishmael, I have heard you. I will bless him and make him fruitful and exceedingly numerous. He shall be the father of twelve princes, and I will make him a great nation. But my covenant I will establish with Isaac, whom Sarah shall bear to you at this season, next year. And when he had finished talking with him, God went up from Abraham. And Genesis 21, verses 1 to 7. The Lord dealt with Sarah as he had said, and the Lord did for Sarah as he had promised. Sarah conceived and bore Abraham a son in his old age, at the time of which God had spoken to him. Abraham gave the name Isaac to his son, whom Sarah bore him. And Abraham circumcised his son Isaac when he was eight days old, as God had commanded him. Abraham was a hundred years old when his son Isaac was born to him. Now Sarah said, God has brought laughter for me, Everyone who hears will laugh with me. And she said, who would ever have thought and said to Abraham that Sarah would nurse children? Yet I have borne him a son in his old age. And The ne- next reading is Hebrews chapter 11, verses 11 and 12. By faith, Abraham received power of procreation, even though he was too old, and Sarah herself was barren, because he had considered him faithful, who had promised. Therefore, from one person, and this one as good as dead, descendants were born as many as the stars of heaven, and as the innumerable grains of sand by the seashore. This is the word of the Lord.
1: Thank you very much indeed, Joan. Let's pray together. May I speak in the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. What's in a name? We've heard already what Zoe means. What does it mean? Can anyone remember? Life. Life. And in the slave family, in recent months, three new names have emerged. Not only Zoe, Rebecca, but Daddy and mummy. And in our story today, we're we're returning to Abraham 4,000 years ago, 2,000 miles away, three new names. Abraham, Sarah, and Isaac. I was looking up this week. I knew what the name Zoe meant, but I didn't know what Caroline and Roland meant. These are what their names mean. Caroline means strong, free woman, song of happiness. A very fitting name for a professional singer, I thought. Roland, apparently Roland's name derives from Franco-German origins and means famous land, from the famous land, fame of the land. It's a very regal title. Sometimes our names resonate with who we are and who we become. Think of Zoe. I wonder whether you know what your own name means and the story of that. In in my family, it's a well-known story that my mum and dad were all set to call me David John, until I arrived on the world. And then they looked at me, and so the story goes, I didn't look like a David. And so out of nowhere, they chose Simon David. Apparently the name Simon comes from the Greek for hearing or listening. You'll have to ask Rebecca, my wife, whether I live up to my name in that regard. And apparently it it literally means the adjective is snub-nosed. So you've got to decide whether or not that's accurate as well in terms of my nose. But in today's story, we carry on with the life of Abraham. And the name today, the name to the promised child, the name that God says through this child, all the world will be blessed. I'm going to fix everything that's gone wrong in the world. We have high hopes for our children, don't we? Our grandchildren, our godchildren. High hopes for Zoe. Well, what about this child? Promise to Abraham, promise to Sarah. What does Isaac mean? I wonder if you picked it out in the reading. Laughter. Laughter. What's in a name? Well, picture the scene with me. Abraham, we're told, verse 1, is 99 years old. We're told in verse 5 that God's going to give him nations. Descendants are going to come from him, as many as the stars in the sky. We're meant to laugh. Abraham's 99 years old. And and then God says to Sarah, you're going to be the one who has the child. And did you hear what happens? Abraham, quite rightly, when the promise is given, through Sarah, this promised child, this one who's going to bless the world, who's going to fix the world, who's going to be the promised one to bring healing and hope to the world, what does Abraham do? He laughs. We're meant to laugh with him. This is a 99-year-old man and a 90-year-old woman. Can you imagine them for a moment? Gray-haired, what's left of it? Weary and wrinkled? Wooden stick? Maybe crooked back? Tired? You'd more likely see these two in a geriatric ward than in a maternity ward. 100 years and 90 years. And God says, through you through your offspring. And they, of course, laugh. And then God gets the last laugh because he's not only changed Abraham's name to mean father of many when he's got no real children of his own through Sarah. He doesn't only change Sarah's name to mean princess when she's got no children of her own. What does he name the child that comes from Abraham and Sarah? He names him laughter. Not now Zoe, life, but Isaac, laughter. And so by the end of our chapter, God, as it were, is the one telling the story. God's the one who names the children. Imagine if that had happened for Zoe and Caroline. God says, you've got to call it this. That's what God says in this story. And God has the last laugh. God delivers the punchline, as it were, and he says, this child will be called laughter. Laughter. The very thing that Abraham's done, the very thing actually Sarah did when she found out about it, she laughed too. Everyone's laughing. The whole story is ridiculous. Except, of course, it's the God who brings life out of the dead. Sarah's barren. They're old. They're way beyond the years. And he brings laughter where there's been despair. And so what does this story mean for us? Ancient story. Well, the same God who is the God of Abraham and Sarah who brings life out of their death, the New Testament twice says they were as good as dead. I think that's polite. They've basically finished their life. You know, imagine the oldest people you know and then imagine them today telling you that they are pregnant. And then just think how laughable this is. Think about the whole journey from conception, yes, conception, all the way through to birth and then nursing a child when Sarah's 90, it is laughable. And yet this is how the promise comes. So what does it mean for us? Well, the same God who brings life out of the dead brings life to us. That's what Zoe's name means. God is in the business of bringing life to us when spiritually we're dead, we're far from God. We don't know God, we're, we're, we're distant. And God brings us life and can bring life to us. Whatever situations in your life at the moment are feeling hopeless, without life, barren, dead. God is the God who can bring life where there's death. And the biggest way we know this is that the ultimate child of Abraham, Jesus Christ, that's how Matthew's gospel begins. The story of Jesus Christ, son of Abraham. We know God brings life out of death because what he did with our Lord and Saviour is he raised him from the dead never to die again. There's nothing more desperate and more finished than death, is there? And yet God promises to bring life out of the death. Even the death of his son. And secondly, this story shows us that God brings and gives laughter where there is only despair. I mean, the audacity of God to tell two OAPs that they're going to have a child who will bring hope and life and light to the world. The audacity of a God who says to these two people who have waited 25 years since the first promise God made to them that God was going to give them family And bless them, and through them to bless the whole world. 25 years of pain, of heartache, of frustration, of disappointment, of bitterness, of even anger towards God. And God says, I will bring laughter. And so think about the heartaches of our world. Think about the heartaches of our own lives. Think about the waitings and longings for God's promises to come through. And God has the audacity to say, Through his son, blessed are those who mourn, for they will laugh. God is the one who brings laughter, hope, healing, life itself through death, through even the most despairing of situations. And so today, whether we're someone who has been following Jesus for ages and years, like Abraham, like Sarah, we can be people of hope the church is meant to be the hope of the world the place where life and laughter is found if you're someone who's never really been to church you're here for the special day for Zoe well this is the God in whom life can be found eternal life, real life, lasting life life as it's made to be lived with God who is your maker and your saviour And this God is the God who can bring laughter even through our tears. I wonder, do you think the world is a frown or a smile? You know a frown, it starts down, it goes up and then it comes down again. Is that the story of our world? Sometimes it goes up, it goes up, but in the end it goes down. Death and decay is all that I see. Is that the story of our world? Or is the story of our world a smile? It goes down, but one day it will go up. Jesus promises a day when there will be a feast in the kingdom of heaven, when God himself will wipe the tears from our eyes, when pain and sorrow and suffering will cease. And he's promised us that day in his son, the Lord Jesus Christ, who he's raised from the dead never to die again. Is this world in the end? Is it a frown? Is it going down to its end? Or is it a smile going up? Christians are people of hope. The people of Abraham, the followers of Abraham's God are people of hope. Because we know God can bring life out of death and laughter out of even our most darkest and deepest despairs. And so let's pray to him that we would know his life, his laughter, and look forward to the day when he returns. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, you're a God who brings life from the dead and laughter where there has only been despair. Help us to trust you, to know that your promises for us are true and real and faithful. And may we follow by faith. In Jesus' name, Amen.